When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Welcome to the Morning Beat. It is Wednesday. May the 4th be with you. Now, AJ Gibson is out, but we've got uh, Dr. James Simmons. I would like to say that today could be considered a national holiday. Oh, because of uh, because of my presence? Yes, also, it's our producer Vanessa's birthday. Oh, that's what it is. 31, honey. How's our birthday, bitch? Thank you, guys. That's all. Yeah, I'm winning 31. Because I'm a, <laughs> I you're keep a saying it. She's winner. a mess. <laughs> 31. You are a winner. Vanessa, what are you doing for 31. Just dinner. As you get older, you know, <laughs> birthdays are more simple. Oh, you can still throw down, I'll bet. Only because it's a Wednesday. Maybe this weekend yeah. you're going to get it yeah, a little. Yeah, but on Friday, I'm definitely Yeah, well, she's going doing something dancing. wild. She's going dancing on Friday and going for a hike on Saturday. Saturday I was like, sis, does that feel right? I know. How very LA of you to be like, I'm going out on Friday. But also, like, babe, you're going to be hungover. Right. You're like, if I'm hungover, I'm not going to go hiking 100%. Uh, also very LA of you. Yes. Also, like, got to take <laughs> so, it So, like, plan a hike that you know you're going to flake on, pretty much. <laughs> it's your birthday. Happy you birthday, baby. You want. That is awesome. We appreciate and love you so much. Yay. So, we hope you have the best day. Uh, Dr. James is here. We had a fantastic time yesterday. Uh, you're also still celebrating that you're the fiance. You uh, are recently engaged, which is so exciting. There's just so much to celebrate in this room. There is so much to celebrate in this room. We need the bell. Yeah, we do. Oh, yeah, give them the bell. Give them the bell. Bell for Vanessa's birthday. Happy birthday. We have a great show. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. I realize that I sound better if I just sing through my teeth. But I thought it sounded really good, too. I think I just noticed that, too. I was like, wow, still on key. Very much so. Uh, we have a great show for you. Uh, coming up first, a man came out at his sister's wedding, took the attention from the bride, but is he really the a-hole? Also, this is a really interesting conversation, one I've not thought about. Uh, why is there so much stigma around a woman hiring a female sex worker? Uh, one woman joins us to have that conversation, something I haven't Love thought it. about. Also, obviously, everyone is talking Roe v. Wade and female celebrities coming out of the woodworks talking about why the accessibility is important and their own personal stories. So we have a full show for you today. Also, thanks to Dr. James Simmons. Is there a hormone that makes you horny? Uh, is there something you can do about your libido mm-hmm. without checking the little pill? Mm-hmm. So we're going to ask Dr. James Simmons. <laughs> I love it. Let's get into a little news on the beat first. Now, as more states criminalize gender-affirming care for transgender youth, LGBTQ lawmakers in 19 states are working to establish their states as safe harbors for trans kids and families persecuted by such laws. The plan will have LGBTQ lawmakers in 19 states introduce legislation 
that explicitly protects trans youth right to access medical care, such as puberty blockers, hormone treatment, and medical procedures. The legislation would be modeled after a bill proposed in March by outgay California State Senator Scott Wiener. Wiener's bill would block any out-of-state efforts to investigate, prosecute, or apprehend individuals who help trans youth access gender-affirming care in refuge states. All right, another news in justice. Samuel Alito's leaked opinion on Roe v. Wade. The conservative justice criticized two landmark Supreme Court decisions. Uh, Jim Oberfell, the main plaintiff in Oberfell versus Hodges, released a statement to Cleveland.com regarding Tuesday's leak. Uh, he was currently running for a seat in the Ohio House, referred to the Supreme Court as extreme and said that the judicial body should not be overturning decades of established law and denying the most basic human health rights to people who are able to get pregnant. He added that it was concerning that some members of the extreme court are eager to turn their attention to overturning marriage equality. These attempts to justify abortion through appeals to a broader right to autonomy and to define one's concept of existence proves too much, Samuel Alito had to say, adding that the high level of generality could lead down a slippery slope to establishing fundamental rights to sex work and drug usage. You know, I read something really fabulous Mm. that I posted. We're so worried about female bodies. Why not just give men vasectomies because they're reversible and call it a day? Just be done. Right. Like if we're if you're if this wasn't about control. Yeah. And if this wasn't about, you know, trying to dominate that and try to continue with the, the, the horrible patriarchy narrative that's been going on in this country for, I don't know, forever. Uh, yeah, we would just regulate men's bodies. But yeah. clearly the men in charge are not doing that. But Samuel Alito doesn't want to do that. He wants to tell women how to regulate their bodies. And and the slippery slope of sex work and drug abuse? Like, come on. I can't with the slippery slope I know. Like, also, not. slippery slope's a weird way to say yeah. something. It's, and it's kind of sexual. Uh, like, Samuel, what are you trying to say, I don't need babe? Samuel Alito doing anything sexual. <laughs> All right, let's get into weather. It's going to be I have 78 in L.A., 84 in Las Vegas, 97 in Palm Springs, 87 in Houston, 64 in San Francisco, 57 in Buffalo, 98 in La Quinta, 86 in Dallas, and 53 in Boston. Now, before we get a vibe of the day, I want to remind you of something fabulous. Channel Q presents our second annual Divas in the Desert, starring the Tell It to My Heart Diva, the one and only Taylor Dane, Thursday, May 19th, 7 to 10 p.m. at the Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Divas in the Desert is our fundraising event benefiting DAP Health and the Coachella Valley LGBTQ Center. So much fun. Rosemary Galore and friends will be joining us for a fun drag show. Plus, our very own me will be performing songs from her new oh, album. <laughs> Me. Me. And then we'll end the night with Taylor Dane. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Keep it tuned here for your chance to win your way in. Now give us a vibe of the day, babe. <sighs> yeah, think about it. Get into it. Find your zone. We're breathing. Align your chakras. We're breathing. Allow your mind to go where it needs to. Part of, part of the vibe of the day. Don't forget to look around and appreciate the things that are going right as well. We are in something else of a news cycle right now. Quite literally, the world is on fire and so many things are happening and it all seems to have just like, boom, happened in the last like week. So everybody breathe. Everybody breathe. Eva, you're driving, you're, you're walking, you're listening to this wherever, you're podcasting this. Don't forget to look around and appreciate the things that are going right as well. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. Okay, babe. So I'm not really a big manners person. I live my life erratically. Um, <laughs> but uh-huh. there are a few things that uh, I that I think are important to do. Like when you 
go to the mall. Do people even do that anymore? I do, actually, very often. I love the yeah. mall. I still love it. I feel like malls are making a little tiny bit of a comeback. I do, too, because the 90s are coming back. Thank God. Yeah. Although, so, I watched the Abercrombie documentary. I don't want that part of the 90s I to come back. I watched it, too, and I was triggered AF. Oh, Were so you? much. Triggered AF. Get it? Yeah. Triggered Abercrombie ah, and Fitch. That's what they should have called it. They should have called it that. Triggered AF. Triggered AF. Yeah, that's a whole other segment. Anyway, yes, the mall's making a comeback, and and, uh, eh. um, well, I my favorite thing was, and this is a very fun memory I have with my grandma. So uh-huh. my grandma and I would go to the mall. It was our favorite thing to do. That's how she got her cardio in. And she'd go, Love come it. on, we're walking around the mall. How cute is that? I know, right? So we would go eat at McDonald's and get Happy Meals. And so when we got done, my grandma was very serious about picking up our trash, mm-hmm. throwing it away. She would mm-hmm. never leave it on the table <clears throat> to assume somebody would pick it up. Even if that was their job, she wouldn't do it. And now even as a <clears throat> 34-year-old going to a restaurant, I'll stack my dishes and hand them to the busser or the waiter. Like I That's because you've worked in the service industry. Right. You understand that, right? You can tell people who pre-bus at restaurants yes. because they've had to do it before, right? right? And right. so many servers, bus people, whatever, come over, they're like, oh my God, thank you. I'm like, girl, I did this for like five right. years. Like, I got you. Right. Okay, well, a family... And now I want to hear your opinion on this. Uh, a family uh, in Saudi Arabia is going viral. The image uh, captures the revolting residue of a Kentucky Fried Chicken meal spread across three tables that were pushed together in a mall food court in Saudi Arabia. The table surfaces were hardly visible under plastic and paper containers, packets, soda bottles mixed with half-eaten remnants from the fast food. Um, trash had also fallen to the floor and the family didn't bother cleaning it nor picking it up. It was a family of about eight to ten people. Uh, and one of the people that worked there, said, worked there said, I was shocked when I saw how dirty they left it. It was so dirty that three workers had to clean it instead of just the usual one. Now, according to this article... Uh, foreigners living in this country who leave litter on the street or spit in public are subject to fines of $500, uh, which would be $133 here in U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, Saudi reals. Saudi reals. Uh-huh. What do you think? Because also maybe they felt like they were in a restaurant and just got it wrong. So I, I, I'm torn about this because the gut instinct in me i feel like this is the very like sort of midwest puritanical christian upbringing that i had that was like you clean that up you always like and and if you don't clean that up it is a reflection on your entire character as a person and so what we like a lot of the a lot of the right we this is what we do yeah and i'm not saying it's necessarily a uniquely american thing but like the guilt and the shame we might feel from that, you know, about leaving this. And then some, what are people going to think of me? They're going to think that I'm a lazy person. They're going to think that I don't care, that I don't respect the food service workers, which is exactly what people are saying in the comments about this, right? right. There, There's a, a GD trash bin less than 10 feet away. The laziness of some people astounds me, people, right? That's just one of the many, many, many comments <laughs> on this, right? So we are making assumptions about an entire family's character and an entire family's like approach to their life and everything that's going on 
based off of a picture and we have absolutely no context. So the very logical, rational brain in me is like, yep, there were eight to 10 people there and maybe the 11th person was grandma who's in the hospital next door and maybe the nurse just called and said she died. give us two sides, honey. So like maybe they were like, oh my God, grandma just died and they got up and ran away. Like we don't know. We like to make assumptions and it's like we, it's it's why we like to watch trash TV because we look at trash TV, we look at reality TV and we're like, we are not as messy as them. I am better than those people because I would have handled that situation differently. Mm -hmm. So we look at this picture and it triggers the same things in our brain. Oh, I would never leave a mess like that. I am not a trash person. I'm not lazy. I would have cleaned it up. Drag us. I'm just just saying, I I feel like I have to give that side side of the thing. Now let's, for more context, let's say grandma's just fine. She's living, honey. Let's say grandma was She's eating at that the chicken. Table. Right. She was licking her fingers and smacking her guts, mm. honey. Is it okay to leave the trash if you are capable bodies that are not dealing with mental distress at a food court where you're not being served? Because <clears throat> the difference is if this was a restaurant, there is a waiter, waitress being paid to clean up your mess. Not to say that the workers there aren't paid to clean up the food court, but not to the extent of uh, when you're a waiter, a waitress, or a buster. Does that change your opinion? And would it change your opinion Mm. if you were on a date with somebody and they did the same thing? Like, would you be able to associate with somebody? Because I'm telling you right now, I wouldn't. I'd be like, girl, you no, gotta go. Uh, uh, so, right, the other side of this argument, I totally uh, am with you. Like, particularly on a date, right? If I was like on a date with someone and they left it this this messy and they were just like, oh, I'm just gonna leave it. Like, somebody will clean it up. I'd be like, oh, I feel like that extends to things. Like we say, I'll go back to my server analogy or whatever. Like they talk about the way that you treat servers and tip servers is very reflective of who that person is. So this is no. And this is an absolute pigsty. I feel like no one in their right mind. I'm switching to my other brain now. No one in their right (laughs) mind would look at this and be like, this is okay. Like I can't. I also just want to make sure that uh, I don't think so. some of the comments get a little racial and dicey okay, well, because now that's this not was okay. in Saudi Arabia. Right. Like, let's back off of that. At the end of the day, there is a trash can right there. They should have just thrown that stuff away. So basically what we're saying is if grandma's dying, it's all right. <laughs> You're but fine. But if granny's just fine smacking those guns, you better clean up your mess, you little sickos. Hey, Mel. Bry here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty. Hey, Mikey, if you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl. But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. (laughs) Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, But I'm gonna get you that budget just as soon as... Mikey, popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart, Brian. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. B Channel Q. I just want to say that I'm not going to say anything that happened on air during the break. I just want to say that the way that Dr. James has called me out. <clears throat> first of all, I was just trying to take a compliment, and then Dr. James's beautiful, large, logical brain it's too was like, logical. Mm, it's not. Nope, it's not that. And I was like, oh. <laughs> so so I, think, I had a really good time oh with Dr. James no. Simmons this morning. He will not, unfortunately, be able Unfor- to <laughs> join us for the next three hours. I'm leaving a big mess um, here, too, when I leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving all of my trash all over the studio. <laughs> Take that. I no, I don't, and I don't mean to drag. I have been often accused of being overly logical, mostly by my what finance. I am Again? born. I am born on June 21st. Oh, you're the Gemini Cancer cusp. I'm the Gemini Cancer cusp. And apparently the day I was born was like a solar eclipse and like all this like crazy. Yeah, I have like super weird. My my, I have a super rare rising. I have like a Pisces Aries rising weird thing going on because of the time of day. Like I'm super you're crazy. You're a cuspy baby. Oh, I'm super cuspy. I'm going to do your, have you done your birth chart yet? No. Final joke for Please you. Please do it. Let's now do it. let's get into a little what's popping. <clears throat> okay, so this story is very <clears throat> important. I don't know what's happening to my voice. You took the compliment away from me. Now I can't talk anymore. And now anymore. you can't talk. That's okay. It's over. Uh-huh. Um, Phoebe Bridgers <laughs> uh, is sharing very publicly mm-hmm. that she had an abortion in October, saying everybody deserves that kind of access. She said she was on tour. She went to Planned Parenthood. She took a pill. And that's that. Now, I think it's very important to differentiate because I didn't know the difference between sure. an abortion being taken by pill and Plan B. I've taken Plan B. Mm-hmm. Um and that you have to take within 72 hours. There could be nothing growing in your body, but you just take care of it just in case. With the abortion pill, it's not like the old school way they used to do it. But she's saying, listen, I uh, I, I did this. Mm-hmm. It's just in October. And having Phoebe Bridgers come out and say that, because we put so much emphasis on celebrities, what they do, what they wear, who they are, it's really important to have that kind of visibility and them talking about it, in my opinion. And I'm happy that she came forward. So many other celebrities have also come out about getting abortions as well, from Whoopi Goldberg to Mila Jovovich. Mm-hmm. They're saying, yeah, I, I did as well. And I think what's really important to note, just being a woman in a woman experience um, and also to our trans brothers who also have their experience as well. I believe most women, one out of four, this is not statistics. This is me. Mm -hmm. have probably had to have an abortion. Most of my girlfriends I know Mm -hmm. have at some point had an abortion. Absolutely. And so where we don't want to normalize it and regulate it, a lot of the women that cry that they don't think it's okay have had an abortion. Uh, of course. And I, I think that there are so many people who who have abortions and, and can't or don't feel like they can't ever can talk about it. And that is also part of their choice, right? Like we're, we don't want to force people to talk about these things. I also want to give a, a little bit of 
you know, context to, you know, Phoebe Bridgers. I I love it that she was like, I had an abortion. I took a pill. It was that easy. She's talking about the ease of access, not the actual experience. Right. And, uh, you know, I think something that's really important that that the the false narrative that's out there is like, oh, just people who can have abortions are just out there nimbly pimbly just like oh i don't want this baby i don't want that baby i'm just have abortions no it is a incredibly difficult decision that so many that people have to think through and there it is taxing on the body and it is very difficult and it's not something that really anyone takes lightly and so to have someone like phoebe bridgers in the context of the leaked you know, draft decision of Roe v. Wade from the Supreme Court, join these other, you know, celebrities. We we found a list of 33 that have have come out about their abortions. But for her to to talk about this and say the access to this needs to remain as easy as it was for me. Yeah. For everyone. Yeah. Is is really actually the point. And I, it's it, it just frightens me so much that we have so many individuals, the majority of country believe that a woman should have at least the right to choose to do this safely. And the fact that now we can have, I'll use their words, an activist court, activist judges who lied to us during their trials, right? Kavanaugh, Gorsuch, Amy Coney Barrett lied to us and said that they would uphold mm-hmm. that Roe v. Wade mm-hmm. was the decision of the land and they that that set precedent. And now they're going back on that, which we all knew they would. Right. I think that is the bigger issue here. And this is why so many people are enraged, because me as a healthcare provider, we're, we're going to take this from a safe situation for someone like Phoebe Bridgers, for other celebrities. And then the millions of the rest of us who aren't celebrities, the, the people who have abortions, we're going to take this away as a safe issue. And it's going to end up being a really damaging one and re, it really can end up in loss of life for for people who have abortions. Yeah, it's that dangerous. Absolutely. Uh, also, thank you as a gay man for being such an advocate for women and uh, trans our trans brothers. I appreciate Absolutely. that so much because yeah. also what I did see do this together, man. was a lack of support, especially from cis men yesterday. I didn't mm. really see a lot of posts or support for women. Gay mm. men did. You so very, very much did. And um, I just want you to say thank you for that. We well, adore you. Thanks. Uh, all right. Coming up. Why is there stigma when a woman hires a female sex worker? Honestly, I'm kind of gagged. I've never thought about this, and I'm very interested to talk about it. We have one woman joining us to talk about the taboo experience and what it was like for her in the next hour. Be Be Channel Q. Okay, we've gotten a request in the 7 a.m. hour, apparently. A.J. Gibson is out. He's not feeling well. So I've got Dr. James Simmons here. And James Simmons, you've made a request. And honestly, it is my job to give you what it is you need as a doctor. Your sole job is to give me what I need. Yeah, he looked at me and he said, can I read the news on the beat? Have a blast. Go for it. Whatever. (laughs) Like, live your truth. If that's something you want to do. So I'm just going to tease up this hour. Uh Uh-huh. And then I'm going to throw news to the beat at you, okay? Oh, my God. This is just an experiment. Are you ready? Like, are you excited? I just, right here, I just... Yeah, you just, you go for it, babe. Okay, I'm putting the faith in you. Okay. I'm going to hand the baton over. I'm not, you're not ready yet, though. I'm just going to say some things. Okay, do some things. Then I'll get ready. Then you're going to do, okay? Mm-hmm. You want to warm up your mouth? Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, show the people who you are. This hour, while Dr. James Simmons gets his mouth ready, honey, we have a guest joining us. 
Why is there stigma when a woman hires a female sex worker? We're joined with a woman who talks about the very taboo experience, something I haven't even thought of as a lesbian. And then we have a phenomenal interview. I am so excited. She uh, has been a friend of mine since we were 18 years old, and she has gone on to be the author of Speak. She's a motivational speaker, an elite fitness Peloton instructor, Tune Day Onane joins us as her book has just hit number one, talking so about how to get over grief and making it work for you. I am so proud of this interview. We were able to sit down with um, Shar Jassel, and it was a beautiful conversation that we'll share with you. But for now, let's get a little news on the beat. Brittany Griner is finally getting help from the U.S. government. The Biden administration has officially <laughs> declared WNBA star. Don't mess me up in my first I'm news not, on the I'm beat, Michaela. The Biden administration has officially declared WNBA star Brittany Griner to be wrongfully detained by the Russian government, a new stance that promises to shift the Department of State's approach and urgency in bringing her home. The mm-hmm. Department of State has determined that the Russian Federation has wrongfully detained U.S. citizen Brittany Griner, a state official said in a statement to ESPN on Monday. With this determination, the special presidential envoy for hostage affairs, Roger Carstens, will lead the interagency team for securing Brittany Griner's release. A former U.S. ambassador to the United Nations agreed to work on Griner's case as well. Richardson has worked privately for years as an international hostage negotiator. This Texas school blocked suicide prevention websites and students are fighting back. A non-binary Texas high schooler is rallying fellow students and community members to oppose their school district's ban on LGBTQ websites, which includes suicide prevention websites. Cameron Samuels, a senior in the Katy Independent School District of Southeast Texas, says the district does little to address anti-LGBTQ bullying and slurs. The district also has an internet filter that blocks content related to human sexuality from school computers. Katy School District said the filter was implemented to comply with the Children's Internet Protection Act, a federal law meant to protect children from online predators. But the filter specifically blocks access to LGBTQ resources, including the Trevor Project, an organization dedicated to preventing suicide among LGBT youth. Okay, bitch, you better read the news. Yes! Oh All my right. God, did the news. News on the beat, bitch. News on the beat. Coming from your in-house doctor. James and Okay, stuff. I thought that was beautiful. Uh, thank you very much. Now, I, before you give us your vibe of the day, I'm going to give a little weather. Uh-huh. If you're feeling comfortable with that. Hey, Michaela, give us some weather. You got it, babe. It's going to be 78 <laughs> in LA today. I'm going to take over the show. Here, I'll do this. Too. 84 in Vegas, do it, babe. 97 in Palm Springs. 87 in Houston, 62 in San Francisco, a high of 98 in Cathedral City, and 86 in Dallas. Now, Dr. James Simmons, something very fabulous is happening in Palm Springs. Why don't you tell us about something it? Something is very fabulous happening in Palm Springs. Before we get to the vibe of the day, Channel Q presents our second annual Divas in the Desert, starring the Tell It To My Heart Diva, the one and only Miss Taylor Dane. Thursday, May 19th, 7 to 10 at the Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. You know, the cute little one just outside of Palm Springs, y'all. Divas in the Desert. It's our fundraising event benefiting DAP Health and the Coachella Valley LGBTQ Center. Rosemary Galore and friends will be joining us for a super fun drag show, plus our very own 
Michaela Gordon. Oh my God, the people won't be able to handle it. They She's so good. They can't handle it. She's so good. <laughs> Michaela G. Gordon. I just gave you the G. <laughs> we'll be performing songs from her new upcoming album. Don't forget about that, y'all. And capping the night will, of course, be special guest Taylor Dane. She's going to tell it to your heart, babies. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. And of course, keep it tuned here for your chance to win your way in. Woo! Channel Q's Divas in the Desert, a fun night for an absolutely amazing the cause. The doctor's in the house. Now, do you have time or energy to give us your vibe of the day as well? <clears throat> sure. Okay. <clears throat> Everybody breathe. In and out. In the middle of the madness going on in this crazy news cycle right now, Let's just remember, don't forget to look around and appreciate the things that are going right as well. Amen. Amen. All right, coming up. You did a really good job, Dr. James. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm like going to be a newscaster. You are. I mean, I hear them calling you now, honey. Oh, our phones are blowing up. They're looking for you. I'm already getting texts. Oh, my God. The Channel Q phone has never been blowing up. Oh, my. Palm Springs is on the line. George Stephanopoulos is calling Oh, they're looking for Dr. James Simmons. You might just take my job, honey. GMA replacement. Just saying. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela. Channel Q. All right, welcome back to The Morning Beat. We're having a very interesting uh, conversation right now. One that I um, have thought about, but not too too in-depth because I feel like it's so taboo. You know, we always praise sex workers, keeping it very positive for our brothers and sisters that are involved with sex work, Mm -hmm. normalizing it, making sure they're safe. Uh, But what if you as a lesbian woman want to hire another female uh, for a sexual experience? It feels taboo and something that we never talk about. So uh, Laura Lamoon is joining us on the show this morning to talk about ending the stigma. Uh, Laura, why is this so important to you and what do people need to know? Yeah, hi. Thank you for having me on. Um, So I think, you know... I'm a sex worker myself, and so I think that has a lot to do with it. Um, I've been in the sex industry for about 10 years, and um, I just kind of feel like we don't really talk about women's sexuality, whether it be queer women, straight women, whatever the case, Um, and we don't really let women express their sexuality in our culture, so... um, I just wanted to, I felt like this was a good time to kind of broach the subject. Laura, I think this is, this is Dr. James. Hi, nice to meet you. And thanks for being with us. You know, one of the things I, I thought found so fascinating in, in your piece was about, you know, you, you sort of trying to identify with, with your queerness and actually the statistics that you brought forth about how, particularly when it comes to orgasm, and if we are using orgasm as sort of the measuring stick for a sexual experience in those instances, that that essentially cis women orgasm so much better with other cis women, and that it's such so much more of a fulfilling and intimate and emotional sexual experience, and yet you had such a hard time finding that for yourself. Right, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, when I really sort of analyzed it when I was writing that piece with myself. Um, I think it really came down to me wanting to hire another sex worker was really important to me for my own queer identity and for my own ability to sort of experience, um, you know, sex with a woman without a man somehow being involved. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, is that something that you've um, you've experienced in mostly? Because I, I feel like as a queer woman, also being in a relationship, oftentimes the conversation centrals around a man, or if we wanted to have a threesome, we're questioned, should it be? We don't want this, but we are asked, is it a man? Most women find themselves having another woman and another man. It's always a very interesting conversation. And I actually think... Hiring a sex worker is not only so uh, safe, but like really great with boundaries as well. When inviting somebody into your relationship as a lesbian couple, I mm-hmm. I think it's actually a beautiful thing. Yeah, absolutely. I um, you know I've worked with couples as a sex worker, and then also um, you know I was dating someone. He was a cishet man, and um, he we were gonna. Uh, spend time together with a sex worker. Um, So that originally was sort of the plan. And then that kind of dissolved as I got out of the relationship with the guy. Um, And then it just became something that like, no, I really still want to do this. This is important to me. This is important to my, um, my sort of declaration of my identity to myself. Um, And it's important to me to have an experience, a sexual experience, uh, especially myself as a trauma survivor um, that's not centered around cishet men and what cishet men want in bed. You, you bring yeah. up trauma, Laura, and, and thank you for, for doing that. I, you also mentioned in your piece, and I think these two really go together, that you know seeing a sex worker can be immensely healing. I'm, I wonder if you're, you're willing to sort of share with us and the listeners, you know, in terms of folks who have experienced trauma, uh, in a sexual nature, as well as the healing aspect of of sex workers and how sex work can be healing to some folks, because I don't think people make those associations, right? Like, I want to hire a sex worker, and we think orgasm, like I brought up earlier, or we think a specific scenario. But in, I would love to hear your thoughts more about this, the the healing aspect of that. Yeah, absolutely. Well. You know, sex workers since the beginning of time have been healers. You know, we've been priestesses, sexual priestesses. And um, so it's it's kind of a long legacy. And, and we still heal and work on healing with our clients. Um, you know, it's so hard, I think, in sexual relationships um, to ask for what you want, to communicate, Um, you know, there's always embarrassment about our bodies or embarrassment about performance or, you know, what we should be like in bed or things like that. Um, and I think being with a sex worker can be really healing because, um, you know, part of our job is just sort of nurturing and accepting and, um, communicating openly about, you know, fantasies and what that person wants. Um, and just holding space for that person and creating space for that person. Yeah, I, I think that's the best thing to say, just creating space. And I think that, as you said, with women being like sexual priestesses, you know, we've been sort of pushed down to serve the man. It is very misogynistic. And really, there are so many needs that not only women have and desire, but can also be such a spiritual experience as well. And I just I love that you are really empowering not only sex workers, but women as well and I feel like uh, you just got to keep sharing the story because even as a 34 year old woman I really haven't had this conversation until now yeah I think that was one of my biggest 
um, motivators in writing this story and then having it, you know, published by HuffPost is um, I, I really want to destigmatize this. You know, women are sexual. We're sexual creatures and we want sex in ways that, you know, we typically only think of men wanting sex. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Laura the Moon, for joining us. We appreciate this conversation as yeah, always and all the things wonderful. that you're doing. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thanks, Laura. Absolutely. Okay, all right. Bye. Coming up, we have another really fabulous interview. We had the opportunity to sit down. Shar Giselle and I, author of Speak Motivational Speaker and Elite Fitness Instructor, Day Unane. You know her from Peloton, and she's joining us in the next couple of minutes. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela. Channel Q. You know, Dr. James, one thing I love about life is it is always coming full circle. Ain't it? And uh, sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes that's a bad thing. <laughs> In this uh, instant, though, it's incredible. Uh, I have known this woman since we were 18 years old, and she was a fantastic human being. Uh, she was so incredibly supportive of me during my time finding success. One of the most talented makeup artists, uh, celebrity makeup artists, and she decided to quit all of that, follow her dreams to mm. become a Peloton instructor, and she shot to fame by following her truth. Yep. We had the opportunity to sit with author of Speak, motivational speaker and elite fitness instructor, Tunde Unane. And I have to say, uh, it was one of my favorite interviews we've ever done with Shar Jossel. It was a women empowerment interview. Love it. And so we'd like to share that with you right now. Welcome to the show. I'm so happy you're here. Hey, girl. I was going to say, is she going to really act like she doesn't know me in real life <laughs> with all this? But you're ve this very professional. 
professional intro that Listen you to me, because me. I'm dealing with a professional now. We're not at Saddle Ranch anymore, okay? We're doing big We're things, Chante. We're not at Saddle Chante. Ranch anymore. <laughs> doing big things. And as Michaela, as Michaela would say, we're famous We're now, fa- No, so. Day, listen to me. Now, I go back with Day, and Day is famous, honey. I have people DM me, and they're like, I took Day's class. And I'm like, I wow. know you did, bitch. I know you did. <laughs> but I love you because you've been so good to me for so many years and to all of our friends, but you've always remained so down to earth. Success could not have come to a better person. But for hmm. people that are unaware of your journey, and if you're not, honey, get it to Gilda. What happened in May 2020 that brought this implosion from Peloton instructor to motivational speaker and literally the most sought after uh, human? Wow, more, more sought out than Beyonce or Oprah. I See, this is why you always go on shows that your friends host. Thank you so much. Thank you both so much for having me. Thank you both so much for having me. Um, yeah, I mean, the last three years have been wild the last you know two years have have been extra wild uh i the ride that you're speaking about or the moment rather that you're speaking about is a ride that i led in june of 2020 right after the murder of george floyd um for anybody who doesn't uh know where i teach i teach for i teach classes for peloton um and so i led a, a peloton class and if you can take yourself back to that space that we're all in, I know, you know, the world has continued to move. If you could remember the darkness, the uncertainty, the hope, the hopelessness, all of it at, at one time that we were feeling. Um, uh, that class, 22,000 people took that ride live. For wow. context, that for context, when Jennifer Lopez goes and sells out Madison, Madison Square Garden, um, it holds about 22,000 people. I think some 300,000 people have taken that ride now since. I say that to say it was 22,000 people in one moment uniting in solidarity. Um, I remember halfway through the ride, I'm thinking to myself, because I'm going, you know, all in, not holding anything back that I'm saying or feeling. And I thought to myself, if 6,000 people are still here, then, then that's good. I looked down halfway through the ride and every single soul was still on that bike, which gave me license to continue to speak. I had so many people who messaged me after that class, uh, white men saying, uh, my, I didn't take that ride. I didn't want to watch that, wa- that ride. My wife made me watch that ride. I found the term Black Lives Matter so offensive. And now I get it. Black Lives Matter and I stand with you. And so it was, uh, it was a, a, a pivotal moment, I think, for... Um, not just myself, but the Peloton community as Mm -hmm. a whole. day, I have to ask, walk me through what kind of got the ball rolling. What made you venture into becoming an authoress? Well, I said in third grade that I wanted to write a book. I knew it. I knew it. Um, I didn't have the story to tell yet, but I knew that that was part of my purpose um, here. And uh, why now? There's so much doubt and so much uncertainty, specifically within the last two years with everything that's happened. If the last two years have taught us anything, it's that nothing uh, is guaranteed. And I wrote this book. This book is a memoir and it's a manifesto. There's been so much doubt and uncertainty in my life and in my story. I think that the beauty of uncertainty is infinite 
possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And so then anything can be next. And so the story, the, the book follows my lessons um, and delivers it in a format that's a guide uh, that anyone can follow that allows them to lean in, trust their gut, Mm-hmm. and find their voice. So speak, I'll, I'll, I'll rewind and say the title of the book is Speak. Uh, find your voice, trust your gut, and get from where you are to where you want to be. Speak is an acronym. Surrender, power, empathy, authenticity, and knowledge. I looked at those words as wow. elements and how they showed up in my life. Tudor, I just want to say that a lot of people dealt with a lot of grief and suffering, including myself when I lost my grandma. It took me to a place I did not want to be. So I think that a lot of people sort of leaned on you during the pandemic and afterwards, sort of on your strength. What advice do you have for people who are looking to overcome uh, grief and situations that they know they need to and they're, they're so close, but they're still afraid? And I think, you know, grief, there is no prescribed uh, medication. Like, I think that everybody handles grief differently. Um, I know that I've found my resilience through my pain. I've found my resilience through my pain. I lost my little brother when he was 19. I lost my dad three years after that. And then three years following that, I lost my mom. So I lost my immediate, half of my immediate family within six years. With each loss, I found, dug into a new version of myself um, and resilience accompanied that. Everything I do, I know that I do in in their name and their legacy. The book is dedicated uh, to all three of them. I live because they can't. Every day is a new day, and so I choose to be new in every day. Tunde, I just want to say as much as we joke around and as much as I do think that you are the Beyonce of Peloton, you are so, you are, you're so inspiring. And I do think that you move so beautifully with intention. I do ask that everybody get speak, find your voice, trust your gut and get from where you are to where you want to be. If you're scared, Tunde will help you get there. You can get the book now today. Tunde, you're an icon. I've loved you for so many years and I can truly say you've never changed. So congratulations and all your success. Uh, I love you. Thank you guys so much for having me. I Thanks love for you joining too. us. This is great. Can't wait to get my hands on that book. Yes. Thanks. And LA, I'm coming for you guys. May 8th, Regent, Regent Theater. Mother's Day, grab your mother, hide your wife, hide your kids, and grab your mother and come meet me <laughs> at that Regent Theater. Tickets are available on Ticketmaster. Yes. Thank you, Mama. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela. Channel Q. Oi, this next story and what's popping is rough to report on. Actually, I'm going to go ahead and let uh, Dr. James lead this because you were familiar with the story early this morning. It's coming from Netflix is a joke. Apparently, Dave Chappelle was tackled on stage at the Hollywood Bowl last night, but the real attack happened verbally on our trans community from Dave Chappelle. Yeah, so, you know, lots of folks know the history of what's going on. So they're they're Dave Chappelle and his most recent Netflix special uh, made a lot of really insensitive jokes and comments about the trans community and about a particular trans individual during that particular set, but went on to face a lot of controversy about this and doubled down on all of these jokes and started using rationales like, well, this person I'm talking about was a good friend of mine and they're trans, so therefore I'm not transphobic, right? And we've heard that horrible argument before. To the point where there was a staged walkout 
uh, LGBTQ wow. members who worked for uh, Netflix. Lots of folks quit. Friend of the show, Ashley Marie Preston, led a lot of those those the protest against Netflix. There's been a lot going on with this. So behind the scenes, Netflix has been saying, okay, we're going to work on this. We're going to do better. But they still have kept the Dave Chappelle special up, right? So this was fire, you know, several months ago. Well, now here in L.A. for about 10 days, there's this thing called Netflix is a joke. And it's a super fun comedy special. Yeah, it's great. There's great. Like, basically, every comedian everywhere is doing something. And they're all live shows. And this is the first time they've been able to do it in three years because of the pandemic, obviously, right? So Dave Chappelle has been headlining shows at the Hollywood Bowl here. So in a Dave Chappelle's show last night, middle of the set, towards the end, someone, unfortunately, I don't know how, got past security, ran up on stage, tackled Dave Chappelle. Dave is fine. This person allegedly had what it looked like a gun that was not an actual functioning gun, but it did have a knife that could be brought out of the gun and used to stab someone. Security and police, actually LAPD, responded very quickly, tackled this individual, um, and took the individual backstage. Apparently this individual who attacked Dave Chappelle was severely injured during this altercation and actually had to be taken to hospital. Dave Chappelle was fine. He was not injured. But immediately after the incident said... It was a trans man. So that's the issue here. It's this constant attack on our trans brothers and sisters. Now, that has not been confirmed or denied. But the fact that that's where he would go. Also, Chris Rock then joined him on stage along with Jamie Foxx, none of which addressed his trans comments. Jamie Foxx actually said that we needed to protect uh, Dave Chappelle at all costs. Yep. And I... I just don't understand because what makes me really sad is I actually think Dave Chappelle is a genius. I I love him as a comedian. Mm -hmm. I was such a big fan of his Mm -hmm. and he just will not stop coming for the trans community and I don't understand what it is. Yeah, uh, it's really, you know, Erica Smith from the LA Times tweeted it this this morning and I thought it was an interesting commentary. Um, You know, she said that Dave Chappelle seems to focus more and talk more about the trans community than a lot of folks in the trans community do. Like, it seems like at every, not only is Dave, and again, I agree with you, Michaela, I feel like Dave is, is, is incredibly intelligent. Um, and a brilliant comedian in many ways, but multiple truths can exist simultaneously. And you can have changed the cultural lexicon, which Dave Chappelle did, particularly in conversations around race and also be getting your relationship with and your approach to the trans community very wrong. It's right. wrong. And and so both things can exist. The third thing that can also exist is that you don't run up on stage and attack people. Like, I don't, you know, I'm not even going to go into the Will Smith thing because I feel like that's different and people are going to lump these things together. You know, Chris Rock, who was at the show, did lump it together. He's like, wait, was that Will Smith? Like, these are separate incidents and we're going to talk about them separately. But I think, like, Michaela, you and I are both individuals who, you more than me, obviously, but spend time on stage. And there is something disconcerting about the fact that when you are on stage, knowing that someone can come up and physically assault you. Listen, I definitely feel that way. I I think that I did a show this weekend, and I think that in the back of my mind, I never, ever felt vulnerable to an audience. I felt like they would adore me. They're here to see me. They adore me. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, do I need to put like plexiglass up? Like, right. do I need to like, you know what I'm saying? Because what you're not going to do is hit me, honey, because I hit back. Well, like, don't and catch me on the other side. Th- this this part, and that's what a lot of folks are saying. And you know, there are some, you know, there's some controversy. Some, you know, oh, people are talking about Amy Schumer and that she was like, I'm traumatized. I'm not sure if I could ever be on stage again and all these things. Like, I don't know if we're going that far, but this is someplace like the Hollywood Bowl. That's supposed to have such incredible security. How did this Wild. person allegedly get that, a gun well, in and yeah, all of that? Yeah, that's you know, a lot. That's a lot. It is a lot. And stop coming for our community, Dave. Most importantly. Ugh. All right, coming up, we are joined with an attorney on Roe v. Wade. We're having a conversation. If the Supreme Court decides to overturn or gut the decision that legalized abortion, some fear that it could undermine other setting cases, including civil rights and LGBTQ protections. Find out why we shouldn't be too concerned. Coming up the next hour. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas, and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO. Searching for a parenting podcast you'll actually want to listen to? One that covers everything from how to deal with picky eating, how to grieve a pregnancy loss, and how to not hate your partner after having kids? Well, your new favorite podcast, After Bedtime with Big Little Feelings, is here. Hosted by two BFFs, this is a no-shame parenting podcast. Listen to and follow After Bedtime with Big Little Feelings on the free Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. Welcome back to the Morning Beat. Now, it is 8 o'clock on a Wednesday, honey. We are halfway through the show. AJ Gibson is out. We are wishing him a well recovery. But he's actually joining us this show to do a little check-in. For now, we have Dr. James Simmons. I couldn't be more grateful. I adore you. 
I will say that Dr. James Simmons and I know how to have a good time. <laughs> and whether sometimes it be a little too much. Sometimes we have a little too much fun. We've got to reel it Vanessa's in. Vanessa's like, what are you doing? I need you to work. I feel like the way that we relate on things, we were sitting here and I, I would just like to say that I've been taking these hair growth pills and uh-huh. I just want my hair to be healthy and grow. And the only place it's growing is my mustache mm. and my beard and my legs. The uh-huh. hair on my head is not making one ounce of movement. <laughs> So as I was sitting here with you, I like felt this little hair on my mustache. So I pulled it out, and I was like, first of all, that was too easy. You're like, how, Set, how the did grip it, was real. It was so big that it, I could just grab it. And mm-hmm. I was like, flicked it, and I was like, I this is who I am now. Like this is who I. Am. And then you said that your f- fiance uh, tried to pull out a nose hair the other oh, day. Oh my gosh! Now those are fighting physical because that stuff hurts and I get the sneezing fits yes. and like whatever I feel like my brain is bleeding I like, know and I clearly know it's not but I'm like this is horrible Your brain is bleeding, and I know. It, we'll just be like laying on the couch I'm like half asleep we're like falling asleep we're watching Lizzo's Big Girls by the way we're Iconic. Up on it. it's so good right so we're but like and he'll just reach over like on the DL like thinking he's slick and he'll try to like grab one because first of all when you hit 40 like your nose hairs just get super long and they I was like the rage you not nailed it not half like, asleep mm, Lisa Don't does touch that too. My nose. I actually want to do maybe a segment tomorrow about partners who cannot keep their hands off of you and not in a good way. <laughs> if I have a pimple, Lisa like hones in, uh-huh. gets up to my face, and like a like a like a flash, she like pops it and runs. And I'm like, <laughs> get away from me, Lisa! She's like the she's like the in and out doctor pimple popper, right? Yeah, she's but that's like, how your man is, just oh pulling nose hairs while you're asleep. Totally, totally. Get a like, grip. What's this thing on your back? Right, and he'll just start to. And I'm like, get, get off. I'm sleeping. I'm like, what sleeping. Are you doing? Or when you go to cuddle and all of a sudden, it, like if I put my head in her lap and all of a sudden, like I'm getting a facial that I did not ask for nor uh-huh. want in regards uh-huh. to like, she's like, oh, your blackheads. I could just scrape uh-huh. them really fast. Like, First of all, you're not going to call me out on my blackheads. You're going to snuggle me like I asked you to <laughs> right. and close this your is, eyes. I didn't ask to be drugged <laughs> while I'm sleeping. <laughs> okay, we have a very great hour for you besides talking about our couples. Nose about our hairs. relationships. Uh, we're having an attorney join us to talk about the Supreme Court deciding to overturn or got the decision uh, that legalized abortion, but some fear it could undermine uh, other things, including civil rights and LGBT, LGBTQ protections what you need to know. And then is there a hormone that makes you horny? A natural hormone <laughs> could actually help you. And we've got Dr. James Simmons to have that conversation. <gasps> I'm looking forward to talking with to him. us. I'm looking really forward great. as well yeah. to talk about it as well. But for now, let's get into a little news on the beat. As more states criminalize gender affirming care for transgender youth, LGBTQ lawmakers in 19 states are working to establish their states as safe harbors for trans kids and families persecuted by such laws. The plan will have LGBTQ lawmakers in 19 states introduce legislation that explicitly protects trans youth right to access medical care, such as puberty blockers, hormone treatment, and medical procedures. And the legislation would be modeled after a bill proposed in March by out gay California State Senator Scott Weiner, Weiner's bill would block any out-of-state efforts to investigate, prosecute, or apprehend in- individuals who help trans youth access gender-affirming care in refuge states. Now, I'm going to get into a little weather, and then I want you to gear up, Dr. James, to tell us what's happening ready, in Palm ready, Springs. Ready, ready, ready. 86 in Dallas, 98 in La Quinta, 56 in Cleveland, 84 in Atlanta, 64 in San Francisco, 87 in Houston, 84 in Vegas, and 97 in Palm Springs. Perfect weather to do something so fun. What is that? Presenting our second annual Divas in the Desert. Channel Q presents 
our second annual <laughs> Divas in the Desert. Oh, sorry. No, go for Sunday, it. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. No, yes. Listen. Starring the one and only, tell it to my heart, Diva, Taylor Dane. Listen, put it on your calendars now, unless you're driving. Thursday, May 19th, 7 to 10 p.m. at the Morongo Casino Resort and Spa, just outside of our lovely Palm Springs. Listen, Divas in the Desert is a fundraiser event benefiting DAP Health and the Coachella Valley LGBTQ Center. So much fun. Drag queens galore, including Rosemary Galore. And friends are joining us for the show, plus our very own good girl, Michaela Gordon, will be performing songs from her new album. There was a tease there. And capping the night, of course, is our special guest performance by the one and only Love Will Taylor Day! Ticketmaster.com is where tickets are on sale. Keep it tuned here for your chance to possibly win your way in. Channel Q's Divas in the Desert, a fun night for an amazing cause. Love to see it. Now, if that wasn't a vibe in itself, give us a vibe of the day. Vibe of the day. Don't forget to look around and appreciate the things that are going right as well. Yeah. Take a breather, baby. We need it. All right. Coming up, we're joined by an attorney to talk about the Supreme Court deciding to possibly overturn or gut the decision that legalized abortion. Some fear that could undermine other precedent setting cases, including civil rights and LGBTQ protections. But why you shouldn't actually be worried, we'll tell you next. Channel Q. So I think we can all absolutely agree that the possibility to overturn Roe v. Wade is not only terrifying and extremely upsetting as a woman, but it does raise concern. Does this bleed into marriage equality and LGBTQ protections? Uh, We wanted to have an attorney join us to discuss what this means. Sneha Shah, uh, litigation counsel at the Lawyering Project. Thank you for joining us. So what do we need to know? Thanks for having me. Um, So As you said, the Supreme Court has signaled that they are going to take away people's constitutional right to have abortion. Um, And so this shows us that the court is willing to um, fundamentally strip people of their bodily autonomy um, and their rights. And it's a, a dangerous precedent to set um, and, and will have devastating consequences. So I like that you're talking about body autonomy because that that's really the crux of the issue here. Um, and and I know that you know marriage is not necessarily like a a body autonomy sort of situation, but very quickly on social media this turned towards if they can do this to Roe v. Wade, they can use the same rationale to potentially overturn Loving or Oberfell. And we we would love some clarification for our listeners and for the entire community. If that's essentially true in terms of, you know, uh, uh, same-sex marriage, what's your understanding of that? I think it's absolutely right that what the Supreme Court is showing us is that they are willing to take away um, fundamental rights that are not explicitly stated in the Constitution. And so... With this decision, uh, pending decision, it should sound the alarm bells for our entire community that all of the rights that we have fought hard to to protect under the Constitution are at stake of being um, revoked by this court. 
Um, I, I want to say I got this DM and I would love to confirm it with you because I want to be very clear on everything that we're talking about. Uh, sure. uh, the DM said um, there was an opinion, I'm sorry, as their opinion was really written, straight legal based and didn't address making abortion illegal. They just said it's not a right given under the Constitution and it's an issue to be voted by people in their states under the 10th Amendment. Is that what it says? And what then, in fact, does that mean? And should we still continue being as concerned? So we should absolutely still continue being as concerned. Um, I first want to clarify that the decision that was leaked is a draft opinion that can change. However, what it says is that the federal constitution does not protect a right to abortion. And that right should be left up to states to decide Mm -hmm. who gets to have access to reproductive health care. So what we know is going to be the impact of that decision is that about half of the states in our country are going to severely restrict or ban abortion care, meaning that hundreds of millions of people are going to have to travel um, and go through extreme hardship in order to access fundamental their fundamental right to health care thank you so much for clarifying that because as we get in all of this information you know we want to report it as correctly as possible but we're met with well then abortion you can still get you just have to travel to a different state but like you said the hardships that people have to endure who does this mainly affect so this is going to mainly affect people who have been historically marginalized people who don't have the resources who come from communities that have been ignored, um, you know, the, uh, in people who are poor, who can't afford to travel, who are often already parents struggling to make ends meet. Um, you know, it's really, it's not going to impact the wealthy. The wealthy are always going to have access to abortion care. It's really the people who um, are already struggling, you know, in making ends meet. Uh, who will either have to um, struggle incredible hardships, like you said, to to go and get abortion care, or they are going to be forced into carrying their carrying to term. I think this is so. I mean, it's incredibly frustrating as a as a medical provider. You know the the lengths in which people are going to have to go through just for safe care, because you know as as we've seen, we're not. This won't effectively ban abortions. It will just effectively ban safe abortions in more than half of our states. People are, you know, we have very clear evidence from other countries where abortions are illegal that, um, you know, individual, there's still roughly the same number in terms of a percentage of abortions happening. They're just not happening safely. Um, and and I, I wonder what sort of legal protections that you might understand individuals might have it's probably on a state-by-state basis but let's say this draft decision does end up becoming the final decision what are the what are some of the rights that someone in a state like alabama or georgia or nebraska or other these other states who have either already outlawed it or are signaling that they will if someone still seeks an abortion in that state what we see those states doing is uh, enforcing criminal prosecutions for people who are exercising their right. Um, and so what's going to happen is that we're going to see people who are accessing ab- abortion care and trying to access safe abortion care being criminalized for, for trying to get that health care. And the chilling effect of that is, is really um, going to be devastating because it's going to stop people from trying to access safe 
care. Yeah, I we appreciate you so much for having this conversation with us, yeah. and I I feel thank like you so much. <laughs> also, just as a as a woman and as a lawyer, I feel like thank you for having this conversation, mm-hmm. being at the forefront. Because even for myself, I'm like, girl, I'm triggered. I don't want to do it anymore. So thank you for <laughs> thank you for literally like just doing all of this work, and uh, and we I hope that you that you. Join us again, hopefully with better news. We know that in June this will be rolled on, and so we hope to talk to you then. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. Thank you. Sneha Shah, Litigation Counsel at The Lawyering Project. Uh, Thank you again. Now, coming up, we're having a medical conversation. What the health? Dr. James Simmons joins us. Is a natural hormone what's making gay men super Hmm. horny? Clickbait. Wow, we have really just (laughs) taken a turn on this (laughs) segment. Hello from one to the other. My goodness. We have it next. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. All right. I always appreciate Dr. James Simmons joining us, but you're actually in studio today as my co-host. I have adored every minute with you, and I want to talk about something very, very serious. Does this mean I get to ask myself questions? It does. It means this is a one-way interview. You will be asking yourself <laughs> all of the questions to which you I've will got respond. Different voices too. I've got yeah. like a really bad British accent. It's, it's that's pretty like bad. That. It's it's freaking. But no worse than mine, darling. Horrible. It's right. all right. One time we had this, and then we're going to stay on track here. Uh-huh. One time we had this British guy call in, and I couldn't stop myself. Like I was like. <laughs> I literally was like, I want to talk like him too. Like, and so at the very end, I said thank you and goodbye. Thank and you. it was so. And he was Come like, on. what? And I was like, good. We just hang so up much now. The phone. Being here. Thank you, love. Thanks, love. All right. And thank you, love. We Thanks, appreciate love. you so much. All right. Speaking of love, mm-hmm. apparently there is a natural hormone making gay men <laughs> super horny, which actually would explain so much of the behavior I often <sighs> see in the gay clubs as a fellow gay man. I I right. understand. Correct. A new study's found that men who display <laughs> hypersexual behavior... I slipped into Australia there. Oh, ooh, down under. Did you like a little down, down under? Oh, uh, whoa, slow okay. him down. So listen, we totally clickbaited you. Kind of like this article, but that's okay because we love it anyway. So a very small research study done by a university in Sweden, which likes to do a lot of these studies. I actually read them fairly frequently. They're super fun and interesting, but they did a teeny tiny itty bitty little study. Only 64 men who carry the clinical diagnosis of hypersexual disorder. Okay. They found in those 64 men, all gay, by the way. That they had elevated levels of drumroll oxytocin. Okay. Which interestingly, so like oxytocin is we generally think of it as it's like the love hormone. Right. It's like the cuddle hormone. We all have it, but we always associate oxytocin more specifically with women, mm-hmm. right? And sort of as like a cis female hormone or right, a trans man hormone. But what they found in that these 64 hypersexual individuals, they had higher levels of oxytocin than others who did were not diagnosed with hypersexual disorder. Okay. But like, that's it. So I feel like I have to, I'm being super logical today. No, I love it. I, I think it's important. It is. I think it's super important because we see these headlines and we see things like this. And immediately, of course, I thought testosterone, which is I'm sure exactly what I thought too. a lot of people go to, right? So- The relationship between stress and sexual behavior and oxytocin, which 
helps reduce stress. It also is released after orgasm. All of these hormones impact how we feel about sex, how we feel about the person that we're with, how we engage with sexual activity. But all this research did was show that there was two things happening. 64 gay men who were hypersexual and those people had elevated levels of oxytocin. In nowhere can this research study unfortunately prove that it is oxytocin that is causing these people to be hypersexual. Hypersexual disorder is also a mixed disorder, right? So it is a psychological one. It is an emotional one. It is probably a hormonal one, though we can't prove that yet. So while I think this is really interesting, it's very interesting, of course, like with almost all research, more research needs to be done to figure out what's going on. Yeah. Well, I do think it's interesting, though, because I absolutely went to testosterone as well. Right. I know that just in my own experience, I've known women who, two things, either were transitioning uh, to to uh, be a trans man uh-huh. or their levels were just low. They needed testosterone mm-hmm. and they did start to get really horny. Sure. And that was like a yeah. big part of it. They also, their skin started breaking out, though. It was intense with the testosterone day. Yeah. And that we, I mean, that we know, that we know like elevated levels of testosterone does really drive libido. Yeah. It also um, uh, can in some ways inhibit inhibitions. So sometimes people get overly sexual And they're not as good at regulating that sexuality, regulating, acting upon that. Right. right? And so what I think the the sort of if we zoom out a little bit to the gestalt of this conversation is that there's what gestalt literally never heard of that German for like big picture sort of it's like a it's like a philosophy. I like it. The gestalt is the that there's so much about hormones that we don't fully, fully understand. Because, you know, some of these researchers who have been interviewed about this go on to say that, you know, gay men in general experience greater levels of stress than the general population. And so having higher levels of oxytocin might actually be part of like a stress coping mechanism, right? Their words, not mine. But I get it. I think that that could absolutely be a part of this. And so while we can't make the direct causation, right? Higher levels of oxytocin, we cannot prove, cause gay men to be more hypersexual. In this scenario with these 64 men, it's super an interesting finding. And the gestalt, the bigger picture (laughs) is we have so much more to learn about how hormones play a role in our lives from our conscious and subconscious thoughts as well as driving all these different activities in our bodies. I love that. I love that. All right, well, speaking of gay men, one very famous gay reality star is revealing he's actually having major fertility struggles because of a a low sperm count, how Mm. he could actually get some help and what you need to know if you're a gay man struggling with fertility. We discuss next. The Morning B Channel Q. Okay, so we talk a lot about fertility on the morning show because, as you know, I'm partnered with HRC Fertility. Lisa and I are trying to freeze our embryos. We have yet uh, found a sperm donor, uh, but we are actively working. But I feel like we don't talk enough about men and fertility. Mm -hmm. So the story is really important in what's popping. Jeff Lewis is revealing he's having fertility struggles. He says, I have a low sperm count. Uh, And because of that, he's afraid and disappointed that he may not be able to have any more children. Now, you're a doctor. How does low sperm count uh, affect a man? Is it an age thing? Is it a diet thing? Is it a hereditary thing? So, yes, to all of the above. All of those things can really impact. And I I think a lot of times people don't actually realize that. Like what we food is medicine and it also can harm you. 
And so the things that we put in our into our bodies really do impact us in a lot of significant ways. Now, in general, for someone to have a low enough sperm count to cause them to be as what sounds like as significantly infertile as Jeff Jeff Lewis is, that's probably something that was all multifactorial for sure, but may have been something that was just sort of how Jeff is, right? Like just who he is and his and his sperm count being low. Listen, there there needs to be like billions and trillions of these little guys running around trying to do their job and find the embryo, find the egg, right? Mm -hmm. To create an embryo. That's why you need a lot of them. It's a volume game when it comes to sort of trying to get pregnant, right? Right. So if you don't have a ton of volume when it comes to sperm, your chances of conceiving are super, super, super low. So, you know, I I think the bigger point of this is that I I really love that Jeff Lewis has been sort of open and honest about this. And even, you know, he had a little humor about it at the Amazon upfronts, which is where he talked about this. Um, But that he's saying, you know, I knew about this even five years ago. And unfortunately, I've had a lot of drinks since then. So now I don't even know what my chances (laughs) might might necessarily be. Um, But the fact that Jeff is being open and honest about this, I think, opens the door for a lot of other men who are probably struggling with the same thing. Well, I will tell you, I think it could also be very emasculating. My cousin um has been unable to conceive a child and uh it's affected his marriages mm. um and uh it devastates him all he wanted to be was be a dad and um and i don't think enough men are talking about it so sure. i feel like this is so great um he's also jeff lewis is so funny he made a claim that said uh his daughter claimed that she threatened to cut ties with him over his radio show <laughs> She's five years old. <laughs> Did she really? Oh, my gosh. I yes, love her. Yep. Yes, which is so cute. Right. Uh, all right. Coming up in our final hour, AJ Gibson has been out now for about two weeks. Oh, he's going no. to join us to talk about how he's <gasps> feeling. Uh, and we'll have a little catch-up session coming up in the next hour. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela. Channel Q. All right, we are in our final hour, and Dr. Jimmy Simi, honey, mm. I have had such a wonderful time with you, but uh, I do okay. have another work husband. Like, fine. You've been a beautiful mistress. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and I've enjoyed all of our time together. I have aspirated my entire aspirated aspired my entire aspiration is a medical term wow i would not have known the difference i have been aspiring my entire life to be a side piece so this is thank you for helping my dreams come true such a hot one but i i do belong to another guy and he's been sick with covid (laughs) another guy another (laughs) guy he's been very sick with covid Mm, but he's joining us from home to check in i'll tell you what covid is no joke i was so upset I got COVID the day we went on Christmas break Mm. for two weeks, honey. (laughs) And I was like, what? What I'm finally going to vacation and I can't vacation. Uh Uh-huh. So I watched Selling Sunset. I mean, right. Everyone's talking about this. I need to add it to my queue. I just, I do have have to say, no, no, I haven't yet. I, I know. I know. I just got the look for those of you who are not in the studio, which is everyone. Listen, uh, this BA2, you know, I got to take my moment here. This BA2 is is way more contagious than other variants. Also, we're seeing people get a little sicker with this yeah. than the original Omicron. I just, I know there's no mask mandates. I was not wearing my mask in the store yesterday. Like, whether that's a smart idea or not, I will leave that for y'all to drag me on social media because you will. But listen... <laughs> We're Do not, not drag Jimmy Simi. I swear to God, I'll come for you. you. We are not out of this pandemic. It's still very much going on, and COVID is still making people very, very sick. And some people who 
uh, it's killing some people. Like this is still really, really, really serious. Yeah. And I just my PSA is: don't you feel any kind of way about doing the things you needed to protect to protect yourself? So if you're the only person at the party, honey, who's wearing a mask, keep wearing your damn mask and don't worry about what anybody else do. That's right, baby. Just look away, mind your business. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'm excited to talk to AJ. We're also talking to a motivational speaker. She blew up in the pandemic uh, and is a huge Peloton instructor who's written her own book, How to Get Over Grief, Make It Your Power. Tune Day will be joining us to have a beautiful conversation. So for now, let's get into a little news on the beat. Do you want to do the news on the beat? I would love to. <clears throat> okay, go for it, babe. <clears throat> Jimmy Simi loves doing news on the beat. This Texas school blocked suicide prevention websites, and students are fighting back. A non-binary Texas high schooler is rallying fellow students and community members to oppose their school district's ban on LGBTQ websites, which includes suicide prevention websites. Cameron Samuel Samuels, a senior... In the Katy Independent School District of Southeast Texas, says the district does little to address anti-LGBTQ bullying and slurs. The district also has an internet filter that blocks content related to human sexuality from school computers. Katy School District said the filter was implemented to comply with the Children's Internet Protection Act, a federal law meant to protect children from online predators. But... The filter specifically blocks access to LGBTQ resources, including the Trevor Project, an organization we love dedicated to preventing suicide among LGBT youth. And as well, Brittany Griner is finally getting help from the U.S. government. The Biden administration has officially declared WNBA star Brittany Griner to be wrongfully detained by the Russian government, a new stance that promises to shift the Department of State's approach and urgency in bringing her home. The Department of State has determined that the Russian Federation has wrongfully detained U.S. citizen Brittany Griner, a state official said in a statement to ESPN this Monday. With this determination, the special presidential envoy for hostage affairs, Roger Carstens, will lead the interagency team for securing... Brittany Griner's release. We're glad something's being done. A former U.S. ambassador to the United Nations agreed to work on Griner's case as well. Richardson has worked privately for years as an internal hostage negotiator. Michaela, how's the weather? Jimmy Sims, you're so good, honey. You did a great job. I better give you some news on the beat. We got a doctor in the house. All right, it's going to be 97 in Palm Springs, 87 in Houston, 86 in Miami, 66 in San Francisco, 57 in Buffalo, 97 in La Quinta, and 87 in Dallas. Now, give us a vibe of the day. But before I give you the vibe of the day, Michaela. Oh, drag me, baby. I'm going to drag you a little bit about. Channel Q presenting our second annual Divas in the Desert, please, starring the Tell It To My Heart Diva, the one and only Taylor Dane. Listen, grab your calendars, pull out your phone, as long as you're not driving, Thursday, May 19th, 7 to 10 p.m. at the Morongo Casino Resort and Spa, Mm -hmm. Morongo, just outside of Palm Springs. Listen, (laughs) Divas in the Desert is a fundraising event, so this is going to be fun and for a good cause, benefiting DAP Health and the Coachella Valley LGBTQ Center. So much fun. Rosemary Galore and friends will be joining us for a fun drag show. Plus, our very own good girl, Michaela Gordon, will be performing. Okay, girl. I know. Songs from her new upcoming album. Listen, this is fire. You do not want to miss it. And of course, capping off the night is our special guest, Taylor Dane. Grab your tickets at Ticketmaster.com. And of course, always keep it tuned here for your chance to win your way in. 
Channel Q's Divas in the Desert's a fun night for a great cause. Love to see it, baby. Love to see it. All right, coming up, AJ Gibson has been out now for almost two weeks, but he's joining us via Zoom to do a little catch-up and a check-in. Stick around. Channel Q. Okay, now as much fun as I've had with Jimmy Sims and Char Jassel, I am a loyal one-woman gay. Mm. My heart belongs to somebody who's been away. Thank you. Thank you for telling me on live. You were a beautiful radio. mistress. No, I think uh, you served a purpose that was fine. needed. No, it was good. You know, relationships are for a season and a reason <laughs> and whatever. That's fine. Well, the man who owns my heart is joining us now. He's been very sick with COVID, vaxxed and boosted, still so sick. Grateful that he was vaxxed. AJ, hi, honey. Hey, honey, I think you just called yourself a one woman gay, which means I would be a woman, which I'm totally OK with. <laughs> you know what I meant to say? I love it. I love it. Yeah, I'm I only a love. woman for AJ. Honey, we've missed you. And this is crazy. Mm-hmm. All I can think about is that you were vaxxed and boosted. And trust me, like, yeah. AJ is strict about COVID yeah. him and Emil. I, yeah. I thought I was the one. I thought I was like, I'm like, at, at this point, I was like, okay, if I haven't gotten it yet, I've been very strict. I followed every guideline to a T. I text Dr. James Simmons a hundred times in the last two years. Every single time I have a, a tickle in my throat or I think like, could I do this thing? Is this safe? And I always get his expert opinion, right? And yeah, about a week and a half ago, I our last day in studio about two weeks ago, I was really, really tired. And that was sort of an indicator that like I wasn't I wasn't 100 percent. And the next day I woke up with the most insane headache that lasted for about five or six days. And I literally thought my brain was splitting open. It was terrible. And yeah, here I am uh, still testing positive and symptomatic after a couple of weeks mm-hmm. and fully, like you said, vaxxed and boosted. This is AJ. I, we're just so sorry, by the way. I, I mean, this is I don't wish this on anyone. And I can't believe after such a long time, you're still so sick. One of the things that I think, like, let's use this as an educational opportunity. You know, this is what I do. Like, I feel like some of your symptoms have been a little different than what people normally expect mm-hmm. with, like, getting COVID. Tell us about it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I thought, first and foremost, I was sure that if I actually did get it, that I would be like, mild symptoms like everybody that i've been hearing lately right you're fully vaxxed and boosted it's going to be super mild and it's going to be fine it's been brutal and it changes it's like every day is a different sort of ailment and it Mm. changes throughout the day so in the morning sometimes i've had plenty of mornings where i wake up i'm not even kidding an hour ago i felt very different than i feel now and i feel fantastic right when i wake up i'm actually sleeping pretty well now the first few days, the chills and the fever and stuff were so terrible, I wasn't really sleeping. But I'm actually sleeping well, so I wake up and I think, oh, I kicked it. Today's the day I'm back to normal. And then all of a sudden, the congestion comes and the phlegmy cough starts to come. And then I get really, really tired. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that's frustrating. Like mentally, to get tired every day by noon and feel like you need to take a nap, that's just not me. That's just not how I roll. And so that's been really sort of difficult to wrap, like wrap my brain around. Sorry. <laughs> well, I want to talk about your mental because when I got COVID, I had it for two weeks in December. And I think the saving grace was it rained that entire two weeks. Mm-hmm. So it felt cozy. I although want you to go outside and play. It also kind of the weather regulated that nobody could. And I loved it because then everyone had to stay inside because I had to. <laughs> but now, Misery loves company. <laughs> right, right, right. But what's crazy is the mental health of it all as well, because you have 
haven't been able to leave your house. And you've said to me multiple times, you're going stir crazy. Yeah, it's been, you know, I gosh, I haven't left the house in 10 days now or so. And that's the worst because it's beautiful outside. You know, I do have a dog, which is tricky because I live on the 10th floor and my partner and I are both positive and symptomatic. So we still have to get our dog outside. So we're in N95 mask. We take our dog out, you know, minimally. Luckily, he can handle like three or four times a day. He's fine. Um, but we still have to interact with people from time to time. And it's it's always like, hey, so, so sorry, I, you know, I would get the next elevator, you know, and that feels weird and it feels uncomfortable. Um, and but that's it. I haven't been in a car. I haven't been anywhere. Like, thank God for Instacart and for Postmates, because mm. I've spent all my money ordering all the things. Mm-hmm. Um, and also all the things were a lot more expensive than they used to be. I've been noticing. <laughs> so expensive, babe. I went to dinner with Lisa yesterday at the Grove and I always think of you and I'm there because we love it. And the prices have really gone up. Everything yeah. is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I'm just so happy that you're starting to get on the mend. Of course, our listeners miss you. I obviously miss you so much, but I do just want you to focus on staying healthy. And, um, and we love Love you. Thank you for calling into Love your own you so show. Much, AG. Get better. And thank you, Michaela. Thank you for shouldering the show for the last two weeks and James for stepping in and Vanessa for doing all this extra work. I appreciate you. I, I'm trying to understand the guidelines. You know, the CDC says after 10 days, you don't have to quarantine anymore. And I'm kind of curious to know, James, like I'm still symptomatic, but I feel like my body feels physically better. I'm just congested. Um, we're at the 10 day mark. I'm still testing positive. I'm going to test again today to see but what does that mean? Like if I'm still, if I have a sniffle or a cough, like am I allowed to go into the world again? Am I still, am I still contagious? Am I past the mark where I'm contagious? Like, what do I need to know? We generally, as a guideline, you know, if you're still having symptoms and still needing over-the-counter medications to manage those symptoms, you still probably have some level of contagion. So I Mm. hate to be the person to tell you this, but you might need to lock it down for a couple of more days. I'm not surprised that your tests are still positive. It's (laughs) it's sort of a misnomer that a positive test means you're still contagious, that they're not actually necessarily a direct correlation. Um, But if you are still symptomatic, I, I would still wait, unfortunately, a couple more days. And it's not because I love replacing you on the show or anything i'm just mm-hmm. saying like, he did do news on the beat aj <laughs> and he insisted it wasn't even a choice he said i'm gonna well, do news on the beat and then he did it as he should well listen season three new girl here i come <laughs> we love you we <laughs> miss you there, aj bud. and to you james to be Thank fair you. you did news on the beat better than me and that's why better saying, so i have better. to hang up now <laughs> tell me something good All right, we always like to bring you good stories to end the show. And honestly, I feel like the best way to do that is to talk about Dolly Parton. The love for Dolly Parton is just too deep. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame said that they were going to induct Dolly Parton, to which Dolly Parton said, I don't want to be. I think that there are other people that... Uh, deserve it, and I feel like they have earned the right, and I just don't feel that way. But the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame did not accept Dolly Parton's withdrawal, in part because voting was well underway. The I Will Always Love You singer ended up saying, I'll accept gracefully, and will join such country legends as Johnny Cash, Chet Atkins, and Hank Williams uh, at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame when the 2022 induction ceremony goes down in November, also making this year's eclectic class. Our Eminem, Lionel Richie, Duran Duran, Eurythmics, Carly Simon, and New York native 
Pat Benatar. You know, I feel like I am so obsessed with Dolly Parton. If you know me, you know that. I love her more than anything. I just bought a new shirt from Target that said, what would Dolly do? And it's like, words I live by. Um, (laughs) Every day. Every single day. I feel like I love how humble she is, but I'm glad that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was like, no, we're going to go ahead and continue this because you do deserve it and you're 76 years old and you need to see this through. It's also such a very Dolly thing to like say that, but then also like this whole thing is going to happen. It's such a Dolly thing. It's just like she's an icon. I love it. Okay, give us something. This one is amazing. Uh, Everyone, listen up. Moms, parents, Particularly, I'm focusing this on you know all the cishet men that are listening, <clears throat> but I think everyone can can uh, learn from these things. So there's this amazing viral video going viral. <laughs> wow, James on TikTok. I, I got it. Talk. Thank you. Uh, where this guy is telling his name's Doug is telling us about this program that his mother put him and his siblings through when he was younger. About uh, it was a husbands in training program. Oh, okay. And it's fantastic. So big snaps to mom. Doug is now grown and married, probably in a very lovely, wonderful, successful marriage. Mom covered things like chivalry, etiquette, consent. Oh, I love it. Even ethics in porn. Wow. And so this mom is talking about ethics in porn with her teenage sons at the time. There were full on quizzes. Like, they had to give Obsessed. like presentations, all these things. This like husbands in training program was amazing. She also went on to, to do things like more substantial things like listening, how to handle a situation when your partner's wrong, and how to approach them in public with a grievance versus in private with that grievance. So Doug sums up all these lessons, whatever. It is truly fantastic. This video is wonderful and hysterical, and it's good lessons for all of us, right? I know it's called husbands in training, but it should just be like partners in training. It's amazing. I sort of wish I had something like this, you know, before it took us nine and a half years to figure our stuff out, but like, whatever. So it's really good, and Doug, of course, is modifying the program a little bit and going to apply it to his son as well. I think it's amazing. I love that this mom did this. And look, this isn't like to shame our men. This isn't like a bad thing at all it's saying hey babe like here's some rules because men still have a majority of the power it is up to you to use that power responsibly protect who you're dating whether it is another man or a woman Mm -hmm. i think it's beautiful so way to go mom you did a great job moms are the best moms are the best i also feel like this shouldn't be a surprise like this shouldn't be like something we have to talk about like oh like a parent taught a man how to be like a decent human being that's who we are as a society we're like this is iconic (sighs) news i know but anyway but it's still good news that's happening yes Good. Well, we hope that you enjoyed yourself today. I know I did, honey. Now we want you to stick around for three hours of curated music and then stick around for Let's Go There with Shira and Ryan Underday with Dr. Chris and Loveline. We'll see you tomorrow. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.